again, beautiful listeners. Thank you for tuning in today to the Oracles of Ancient Truth podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Caitlin Jones. And I'm Sam Lauer. And we come across time and space, as always, to bless your brains wide open with ancient information. And today's episode is all about different types of divination tools, how to use them, how to cleanse them, what that even means. But before we get into that, as always, Sam is going to update you guys about what's going on in the sky right now. And if you are anything like me, um, aka a human being, you might be feeling like, what the hell is going on right now? So please let us know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Kate. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) So... All right, you guys, I drew up these notes about the stars for this particular moment a couple of days ago, almost a week ago. And when I wrote them down and looked at what was happening, I wasn't sure what this moment would feel like, but now that I'm in it, I realize that it's a little more intense than I thought it would be. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. The reason why I knew it was going to be a cool moment is because the way that, if you know that the way that the zodiac works, starting with Aries, going to Taurus, ending with Pisces, if you know how those constellations align and what their order is, then, or even if you don't know what the order is, but the simple fact that you know that there is one, know for this moment that all of the planets are in line with those constellations almost perfectly. And it's a strange alignment because it means that like, there's something happening in every constellation basically. It's not like the alignment of all time. It's not like everything's in its perfect place. It's just that there are a lot of things happening right after another. So like, The ascendant of this moment is in Scorpio, right after Scorpio is Sagittarius, and Jupiter is there, a big planet. And then right after Sagittarius is Capricorn, and we have two planets there. Right after Capricorn is Aquarius, and the moon is there right now. Right after Aquarius is Pisces, we have three planets there. Right after Pisces is Aries, we have two things happening there. And then we have Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer, and one thing is happening in each of those signs. Holy cow. So it's like jam-packed all the way in a row but that leaves nothing happening in the signs of leo virgo and libra so when i looked at this i was like okay this like leo virgo libra moment this sector of the chart is about the body i was thinking i I don't know i was thinking maybe we would all be feeling really embodied and really happy and like ready to go but now that I'm in this moment I realize that we're sort of I don't know maybe lacking grounding or we're Mm. it maybe is more like we're we're there's a lot of spirituality happening in this moment and if you listen to the last podcast I talked a little bit about that how like this moment is focused on spirit developing spirit and connection to higher realms but like this moment in particular leaves nothing happening for the body so like so okay i'm realizing that it leaves us with a question of what we're doing with the body while all this spiritual stuff is happening like 
some of us are getting past life flashbacks right now. We're all getting intense energetic downloads. Intense. We're all like connecting to dreams in new ways. But right. if we're focusing so much on spirit, what happens to this body right now? Me. Hmm. And I sort of think that the stars are reminding us that our body has been along for the ride this whole time. And maybe a way that we can affirm our bodies more in this moment to counteract the wonkiness would be to remember that um, body work is really powerful right now, especially with Uranus being in Taurus, which it will be for the next several years. We can really remember how important our bodies are to us and how they are part of our wholeness by just like maybe go on more walks or yeah. do a walking meditation instead of a mental one or a seated one. Maybe do mudra-based meditation where you move your hands in certain ways that you channel different energies or think about things differently. Like make sure that you're incorporating your body in everything that you're doing. Remember that like your spirit may be developing really fast right now, but that doesn't mean that your body isn't too. Your body is super along for the ride. Ooh. You just have to make sure you invite it. And maybe if we all can do that, we'll feel a little bit more wholeness. Cause I know I've been feeling pretty, I don't know, wonky and scattered these past few days, especially. What about you, Kate? Same here. Um, something interesting. I noticed that I just want to point out, and maybe you can like decipher right now what this could mean, but yeah. the three um, constellations left that don't have anything in them are fire, earth, and air, which mm -hmm. means all three of the water constellations have something going on in them right now. Oh, I love you and your mind. <laughs> I love you and your mind. Thank you. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so true. So oh. that means that there's a lot of emotional energy right now, a lot of like not feeling grounded because as someone who's super Scorpio, I know what it's like to feel ungrounded. And if everyone's feeling that energy right now, that could explain some of this wonkiness. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree because there's this term that you and I and others have been using, like when you have a day and you're buzzing about something or like yeah. you're just like buzzing throughout the day. I feel like that's very air and fire energy like you're going on an idea or you're connecting with something and it keeps you going and going. I really haven't been buzzing very much these past few days. Wow. But I've been like doing some big internal work. It's like a different type of thing. It's like no air or fire, maybe a little earth. But yeah, I agree totally. Lots of water energy happening, at least within me, is... Yeah. And, and that's like, what is this? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> what is this? I'm processing really deep things and I just like want to be happy right now. Yeah. For me personally, a lot of old shit's coming up right now that I thought was like over and I was like surprised that it came up after Mercury retrograde ended. I was like why did this not come up 2 or 3 weeks ago? Like why is this coming up right now? And I mean, this could be part of the <clears> reason, but I'm experiencing that. I'm experiencing feeling very like out of my body and kind of like I'm just floating from one place to another and I'll get to a place and I'm like, how did I get here? <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> how did I get here? 
It's like when you're driving in the car and you forget that you're driving, you're just like habitually yeah. driving and you are at a stoplight and you're like, whoa, did I just time travel to the stoplight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quick answer, yes. Long answer, wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's been sort of like that for me too and I don't have very many moments like that. Hmm. Is this normal? For I like- think... I think what's happening is we're having this like really powerful Neptune energy still lingering because Neptune is still in Pisces. It's in his home space and Neptune is also interacting with Mercury and Venus and maybe that's just, I don't know. I can't say for sure. I do want to say it's in the stars, but I can't give you an exact answer. But I mean, I know that So that's, it is interesting because I was going to say that people, certain people are going to be feeling the effects of this moment really intensely right now. Mm -hmm. And that would be basically all water signs, especially cancers, anyone born around 1992, 1991, these people have node interactions happening with this moment, but like... It definitely is related to water. Like, there's something deep within us being resolved. And I Mm. saw it more as, like, because it's a node issue related to people of a certain age and because it's related to, like, signs of cancer and water signs, I was thinking maybe more along terms of past lives. Interesting. But, I mean, you're saying that it's even more embodied in now than that, which let's not even go into what time is. But, like... (laughs) You're talking about how this is making you think of your past now, in this lifetime. Yes. Like, past things are coming up for you. And, like... We can't base that on just me, though, because I already have a lot going on with, like, the past life things. That's true. I just want to say to people that, like, who might not be connected with the idea of past lives yet, this might look like for you... Yes. Just past issues are coming up. Good point. Or, like, people are coming back into your life things are reminding you of ways you used to be and maybe you're not comfortable with that yeah and also aren't we in the shadow phase of mercury retrograde yes so So that's like disgusting there's still a little wonkiness with that that's just a gross feeling it's like yes the retrograde's (laughs) over but a little bit not there's still a lingering effect Mm, this this almost feels like a reset button to me like when Mm. i when i'm visually thinking about what you're explaining it almost feels like a reset like everything is so wide set to kind of like snap this new energy in and I know there have been like a lot of big moments happening lately yeah and pretty much all of the astrology updates that we've done on our podcast have been like big moments going on but this feels different like something about this just feels different to me yeah and like there's something bigger going on that we haven't been able to realize yet yeah I completely agree because you're so right. We've been talking about like the shift of Uranus into the sign of Taurus and what that's going to mean for a generation and for like the next almost 10 years. We talked about what that could mean a little bit elsewhere, but for now I'll say that like this major shift is going to be a new way that we conceive of the fabric of our reality and of how we relate to nature and the world around us. Ooh. And then, like, we just shifted into Aries. Then, like, astrological, astrological year just started. And then if you follow the Chinese zodiac, that new year just began in February. So it's, like, 
there we yeah we are at a reset moment and what we're feeling now if we're feeling wonky could just be that we're recalibrating interesting yeah it could just be that we're seeing the changes that need to be made and like last podcast we talked a little bit about being stuck yeah Mm -hmm. it's like the stuck feeling evolved almost it's like okay you're stuck but now what we're like trying to peel ourselves off yeah (laughs) yes oh my god yes I feel that. The interesting thing, (laughs) I'm glad that resonated with you. Yeah. I'm like picturing like this gloppy, sticky stuff on a wall. You're trying to like pick off and it's coming off, but not quite yet. Then we're like in that in-between phase and we're about to snap off and yeah, be a whole new, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that like going through uh, this area season, I feel like is going to be intense. And what you were saying with the past life things right now I'm hearing so much come up about ancestral work right now. I love that. And I'm one of the things that I'm hearing is that this generation is finally ready to clear the trauma and the cycles that our ancestors had to deal with and they haven't been able to reach out to the like previous generations because they weren't ready to hear it. They couldn't even like get to the point of hearing it because they weren't yeah, awaken enough, but this generation is so woke and so ready to deal with it, ready to clear the trauma, ready to break the cycle, and ancestral work is popping up all over the place. And I've heard this from like multiple sources and multiple people like personally in my life within the past week and a half. Mm. It's like a new, I don't want to say a new thing, but like a hot topic right now. That's fascinating. And it reminds me of how like Every year to, okay, not every year because the planets have different orbital periods, but every so many years, a planet comes to be in the same sign once more. So like Neptune is in Pisces right now. And the last time that Neptune is in Pi- Neptune was in Pisces, I'm not going to do the math or like try and figure it out right now. But just like to think of that energy happening last time. Some people who aren't familiar with astrology might be like, oh, well, if it's the same placement, then maybe something almost exactly the same was happening. And to that, I would say yes, but no, because what you're saying reminds me that each time these planets come through the signs it's like they meet again this energy but it's almost upgraded or evolved like it comes to a different playing field and all of us doing ancestral work right now maybe is only possible because last time Neptune came through Pisces there was a lot of shadow work being cleared or maybe last time it was a lot of dream work that was possible because like Neptune is possible to do Neptune has the potential to do so much but like I think that's incredible and not to mention that yes it's coming through Pisces again but you have to consider all the rest of the planets are somewhere in a different combination this time like bringing a whole new energy to the table too which I find fascinating Mm -hmm. like it's like we have this extra armor like energy working with us and for us yeah I I love that (laughs) completely agree I love that yeah well okay you guys I'm gonna leave you with that for the astrology I had more that I was gonna say but I love that that was just natural and 
so much more inspired than what I was gonna get to. I am, I am, okay, so I'm buzzing in the first, for the first time in maybe like five days over this, you guys, I'm excited, okay. But yeah, all right, we talked about the stars. Oh, one more, one more thing, we're, take advantage of this moment because technically all the planets are direct. If we don't talk to, about shadow phases oh, gosh. of retrograde, all the planets are out of retrograde phase for about two weeks. So if you have any all plans right. that you are working on or any little idea buds that wanted to be planted or grow into something, um, now is the time to take those little idea buds and actually plant them. Maybe even physically like take a seed packet, write your intentions on the seed packet of like, I want to manifest the job that suits me. Write this on the seed packet, meditate on your thoughts, your desires, and then plant those seeds thinking about that. See what grows and then physically also see what grows in your life. Like now is the time to actually take advantage of those thoughts. With all the direct movement of the, the planets, like now is the time, you guys. I love that. Yes. Time to shine. Time to shine. These moments don't happen very often. And so, yeah, take advantage of it for the next two weeks-ish. And we may we may just have to talk to you next time. And it might just be that there's a retrograde happening. But, of course, I'll tune you in on <laughs> all that that entails. Um, okay, but, yeah, that's it for the stars. Oh, thank you so much. Of course. And I just, uh, I wasn't planning on speaking about this at all, but I feel like I need to mention it because it just happened to me right now. But... If you're feeling like pain or pressure or like activity in between your eyebrows, like in your third eye right now, you are probably receiving some kind of upgrade or download in your third eye. And this has been happening to me for the past like four or five days. And it's to the point where I have like all this sinus drainage now. And I mean, that could be partially due to. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're good. You're fine. It could be partially due to the fact that it's changing seasons and the weather is crazy right now, but, like, I keep feeling these zaps of energy and, like, downloads in my third eye, and if you are experiencing that, like, just allow it to happen, and you can help that energy come in easier by literally just saying out loud, I allow this upgrade to be downloaded into my body quickly and easily. Thank you, universe. Like, if you just speak to your guides and the energy, it makes life so much easier. So just, like, keep that in mind. And that's all I'm going to say on that. (laughs) I think I really needed to hear that, actually, because these last few days... So, okay, you were saying earlier that, like, Mercury retrograde ended. Yes, we're in the shadow phase, but it's over. However, things have been, like, still stirred up for me, too. And... The past few days when I have these moments where like typical Mercury retrograde things happen, but it's not really Mercury retrograde anymore, like an app won't work that I really need to use. Oh my gosh. Or something says that my card's declined when it's not. And I get so frustrated. I actually like start rubbing my forehead. Like I don't even, I can't like even process it. And I like push hard against my brow and it's just like I'm trying to work something out and maybe it's. Like, so for for those of you that are listening, maybe if you're not feeling that tingle, maybe if your brow is really frustrated recently, there's something that you're, like, maybe I'm, like, fighting it almost by clinging to 
certain things instead of others like I'm not sure but I needed to hear that and I'm just working it out right now so yeah if you guys are feeling like crinkle brow all the time <laughs> instead of this like crinkle buzzing brow. or pinging or like activation maybe do exactly what Kate just said like say invite the upgrade to happen like maybe call in your guides for support <sighs> I'm sighing relief just having said that. <laughs> yeah, it feels better. Yeah. And along with that, I mean, I guess it's cool to talk about these physical sensations you could feel when you're getting an upgrade. You could feel tingling or pressure, hot or cold sensations on the top of your head, on your crown chakra. Um, I have experienced some of those combinations before. You could feel like someone's like literally blowing on the top of your head. Um, you could feel that activity in your third eye, like I already said, but you also could feel this like literal buzzing sensation, like a vibration in the back of your neck, right where your skull meets your spine. And I have heard, and obviously there's no like way to really prove this, but I believe it because it feels like truth to me. I have heard that when you receive these upgrades and downloads, it goes straight into the back of your neck. So like, Sam once before was receiving upgrades and was like, I slept on my back or on my stomach all night long so I could easily receive the yeah. upgrades. That was so cute. Yes, yes. But yeah, you got, if you guys are feeling any of those weird sensations, like don't grab a Motrin or an Aleve. Like don't, don't mm. do that. Just say that you accept this download and just receive the energy. Mm-hmm. For whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... On that note, we, I guess, should talk about divination techniques a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for those of you who don't know or who aren't sure what divination is, um, divination is basically just the, act, the action or practice of revealing something that's hidden something that you don't already know using systems things experiences people divination is a much wider field of experience field of study than we might think like initially you might consider if divination means the practice of revealing what's hidden maybe that just means tarot cards well like, yes but it's also so many other things and you can create your own divination practices in your life and figure out what symbols mean to you it's so and fun <laughs> it's like an entire world or way of experiencing the world mm -hmm. to use divination in your daily life because it's just like using stimulus around you those systems things or people experiences to figure out more about yourself or to see the future or to receive information, to seek knowledge generally, or to just know more through supernatural means, like yeah. something more than just the world around you, like something tells you it's meaningful sort of thing. Yeah. If you need extra guidance for something or... Yeah, need help on a situation or just need some extra love and support from the universe these techniques are really great I kind of view it as like a way to communicate with divinity and communicate with my guides and my higher self when I'm having trouble like receiving the messages through 
clairaudience or clairvoyancy, I mm. use divination techniques. And honestly, these these different things that we're going to discuss is kind of what got me into this whole way of living because I'm a person who like truly, truly needs to see and feel something to believe it. And these things open up this whole new world to me and a whole new perspective to me. Like, mm-hmm. I will never forget the first tarot card I pulled. Yes. I'll never forget that. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. And I think <clears throat> I think once we're finished with this episode, even those who are hesitant to embrace divination will realize that they're probably already practicing it in some way or another in their life if you are at a grocery store and you pick up a food and you're like hmm this one doesn't really feel right i'm gonna pick this one instead you are literally doing the thing that we're talking about (laughs) yes because divination and divine have the same root it's like connecting to that divine essence in you and i wish that i looked up the root of the word what it actually means but i see divination as like a way of seeing this world through the divine lens. Yeah, oh, like I love that. Like, to see what the symbols mean on a different level. I love that. Mm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I super agree. If you were to do that in the grocery store, it's like you're divining what your higher self wants you to have. Or like what maybe your body needs in terms of health. And sometimes it could just be intuition, but still you're working with the divine channel through you as your intuition. So yeah, it's a whole thing. And I hope that you guys will connect. Also, if you eat fortune cookies yes, and oh my read gosh. the little slip of paper inside and feel like it's real to you somehow, you're using divination. You know all those times you go to the library and you're like, hmm, this book looks really interesting. I'm going to open to a page and if it says something like that oh resonates with me, I'm going to get it. That is literally a style of divination. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. To, now that you know what divination is, before we go into an overview on, I guess, as many techniques as we can cram into this time period. Yes. Because we want to tell you about so much, but we also don't want to bore you to death. Um, So, okay. Before we go into all those types, I'm going to have Kate tell you about how to cleanse your divination materials. So, like, you can use tarot cards for divination. You can also use crystals or runes or oracle cards or, you know, like, a Ouija board technically, too. But if you're going to use powerful materials, things to channel this divination, do you definitely want to think about cleansing it? And, yeah, I'll help Kate tell you why. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, cleansing is, like, one of my favorite... I don't know why I'm, like, very attracted to it. It just feels like... You love the ritual. to me. Yeah, it's like a ritual to set everything straight, make it clear and ready to go. So, you can use sage and palo santo, and I do want to say right now that both of those items are an endangered um, species. Is that the correct term to call them, is species? Yeah. They're endangered right now, so make sure that if you are getting sage or palo santo, that it is sustainably sourced and or grow your own or yes there are flower essence sprays for like sage and palo santo that you could use instead but yeah do what you can and i i've been trying to research what to use in place of those 
because like when we do moon rituals, we like to sage in Palo Santo. And since I'm using all these tools, I need to make sure my stuff is cleansed. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like lavender, eucalyptus, rose, any of those oh, like yes. herbs yes. you can use to cleanse instead. But research that on your own. Don't take my advice on that right now because I'm still unsure myself. But yes, yeah, so sage and Palo Santo are a great tool to use. Um, you want to just obviously light them, blow on them to get the smoke going. I like to always physically say like what I'm trying to call in or do with them. So like when I sage, I'll say this is not intended to clear out the guide, like my guides in this room. This is only intended to cleanse the energy and reset the energy of this room or reset the energy of this tarot deck. For the Palo Santo, I'll like call in the positive energies, call in my guides, call in my ancestors who have my highest good in mind. And you can literally like hold a crystal in the smoke and I actually can see and feel a physical difference from before and after I cleanse them with the smoke like it's insane how different they feel i can pick up a crystal and be like oh this needs cleanse like the energy in here is really heavy this needs cleanse it needs to be reset but you can do that with tarot cards you can do that with pendulums um like bells if you have you can do with anything like if you have some exes clothes or like exes clothes in your house and you got rid of them and you need to cleanse that corner cleanse that corner with some sage (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, you can also use water Obviously, I love water. You can run... Obviously, you can't run your tarot cards underwater. Right. But you can run your crystals underwater. And for I'm just going to talk about crystals right now really quick. I personally like to... Every time I get a new crystal or whenever it needs cleansed, hold it underwater till I feel like the energy is clear and then sage it like double whammy. That really gets them clear. You can also put them in a glass jar of salt water overnight let them sit in the moonlight, let them charge up under the full moon, let them sit under the sunlight all day. You can also lay them on the grass or like on the dirt. And I haven't actually got to experience this next thing I'm going to tell you because it's been too cold to dig in the dirt in Ohio right now since I've learned about it. But I've heard you can actually plant your crystals in the ground. And when the energy is cleansed out of them, they'll like pop up out of the ground when they're ready to go. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I and I heard that from like a very legitimate source. I just didn't get to try it because it was winter. But I'm gonna get back to you guys on that. And if not, like you can try it yourself. Um, tarot cards, like I said, you can sage them, Palo Santo them. You can also lay them out in the sunlight, lay them out on the grass. You can blow on them to clear the energy with your breath. You can clap them together three times. You can knock on them three times. I personally like to do a combination of all just whatever I feel like is right in that moment but really really make sure that everything is clear before you do anything with them because you don't want this tool acting on a previous energy because then you're not going to get the correct answer that you need in this present time and with that being said also if you ever let someone else use your tarot cards I know a lot of people are like no only the reader should touch the cards and Only one person should touch that deck, but I personally don't believe in that because I feel like for me to get an accurate reading for someone else, they need to touch the cards and transfer their energy themselves to the cards, and then I deal with the cleansing of them after. 
So if you do a reading on anyone else or let someone else like play with your cards or touch them just for fun, make sure you super mega ultra cleanse them before you do a reading for yourself. And I think that's it. Oh, one more thing popped in my mind. Selenite can cleanse anything. So yeah. if you can't like access Sage or Palo Santo and you have tarot cards that you can't like run underwater, you can lay them on selenite and that can cleanse the energy. Like just having selenite in your room cleanses the energy of that room. Absolutely. And yeah, that's that's it, I think. Okay. Well thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, alright. Now let's dive into some of these incredible techniques so we've talked about tarot cards let's just define those a little bit more okay so if you have heard of tarot cards or haven't it's a divination system that uses numerology through like the numbers on a playing card and symbology through the imagery on the cards to reveal a really detailed message about whatever you would like to ask. Mm -hmm. In the typical tarot deck, there are 78 cards. 22 are like these archetypal figures about stages of life, and then 56 are like suited cards of different, you know, like cups, pentacles, swords, wands type thing. Um, but yeah, if you have never done a tarot reading, Kate or I would love to share that experience with you. If you want to try and figure it out on your own, I super invite you to do that as well. One thing that I just want to mention in terms of reading tarot cards is that never you should never rely too much on the book or the guide that you're given. There are images on the card for a reason. Like... Kate and I love to just like do readings for each other with like different types of decks, different books, <laughs> and like just see what images come up and then like track the images sort of. So like if you pull, maybe you pull the moon card, for example, in your deck and the moon card has a reference to another card because there's like the scales of justice on it then maybe you could look at the justice card and see if it adds a little bit of information to mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Or maybe you pull, like Kate did this week, the Eight of Pentacles. And you're like, what is this about? But you see, or was it the Wands? Eight of Wands that On you pulled Instagram? this week. Yeah, for eight us, for like tribe energies. Yes. Yeah, Eight of Wands. And if you look at the card and see that like, the staves, the wands are like pointed upwards and you can like sort of tell what the message is through the image. Yeah, so never truly rely too much on the book. Your intuition is one of your biggest divination tools. And also, if you keep pulling the same card like time after time after time, I learned this the hard way with myself. <laughs> It's because you didn't get the message clearly the first time that you literally are being served the same lesson again and again and again until you get it. So something I've had to do because I just clearly was not understanding the message was check different sources of what does this card mean. Mm -hmm. And I have a few sources that I use for what did tarot cards mean when I can't like process them myself because honestly it's still pretty new to me. And if it's new for you too, you might have to use a website because it can be very confusing and overwhelming but helpful Absolutely. if you use a resource mm -hmm. 
and I had to check a totally different website to get a different interpretation and then I was like oh click 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 this is all clicking like I understand now and then literally the next reading I did so okay I should say first I was pulling the ten of pentacles upside down like four or five times in a row and then once I finally was like oh okay I am not getting a message I'm gonna check a different site I got the message everything clicked literally the next reading I did I pulled the ten of pentacles right side up so the, it was like lesson learned now mm-hmm. you can move on and then knock on wood I haven't pulled that card again since but I hear people like freaking out like I'm not I'm done with tarot I keep pulling the same card every single time it's so stupid and I'm like honey no like you're pulling Don't turn it away from that like it's helping you more than you even realize right now you're pulling the same card for a reason <laughs> yes and that's such a good point I don't mean to say that the guides aren't helpful like If you're looking at the card and you're like, okay, I feel like I've picked up on these symbols as much as I can and I still don't get it. You're, if maybe you have a book about it, maybe you don't, your book is like not helping you. Look at a couple of other sources. That's a great suggestion, Kate. And I don't mean to say that it's not valid because that is actually incredibly helpful. And that's like literally what we do for each other. Yes. Like have several books and like look at what the image means in a different tarot deck's interpretation like a giant puzzle because like for the for the most part if you're if you have a tarot deck it's the same symbols the same basic structure of those what what was it 78 cards Mm -hmm. but um there are other types of decks that are different so if you have a tarot deck but you have a book that's for a different tarot deck the symbolism is still valid or like it's going on a website that's for a specific interpretation that symbolism it's going to talk to you about is super still valid for you it doesn't mean that, yeah, it, it'll absolutely still relate. It's all about the symbolism. Yeah, and I have never had a tarot reading be, like, not accurate or spot on or helpful. Like, every single one that I've done has been helpful. And I do want to say that this should not be something you're doing, like, every single day or that you can't, like, survive without it. You should not be carrying them around with you everywhere you go and like I can't leave my house without my tarot cards or I can't like make any decision without my tarot cards or it it should not be that way it should be when you have periods of like wow I am freaking out right now I don't know what to do I need some guidance Mm -hmm. I'm feeling called to the tarot cards Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pull a card like yesterday I hadn't pulled cards in maybe a month and a half and I was in the shower and I just got this overwhelming feeling that I needed to do a spread for myself and I like to create my own spreads like you guys can totally not follow the spreads you can make your own up and just ask a question to each card and remember what question you asked right you can literally even just pull one card that to too. ask a question that yeah. too yeah. yeah like should I what would happen what would the outcome be or what will the energy be if I make this decision yeah and pull that card and it was so helpful and I'm so glad I did it but I'm also glad that I waited as long as I did, because it was unnecessary yeah. to do it otherwise. Yeah, I think that's a good point for a lot of these divination techniques. Based on what your affinities are and what you connect with, you're going to realize that a lot of these are powerful. And, I mean, maybe the, reali- maybe the reason why I'm feeling so wonky right now is because I know that there are these powerful ways to divine the truth of reality, And I'm just like, okay, well, then what about choice? You know, what about free will? If you have too much of that in your life, you you might feel like 
you're just being guided by something else. You have to remember that you still have free will and that the cards or the crystals or the runes are just support to help you connect with your intuition and answer questions better when you yeah. really need it. Yes. So, yeah. And, and what we're saying about tarot cards goes for, like, oracle cards, spirit animal cards, any kind of, like, divination decks that you can right. pull something from to get an answer. I've seen, like, goddess decks and advice of the day and affirmation decks, and there's so many different kinds of cool decks. Mm -hmm. Like, play around with them. See what you, yeah, what you want and what you need. Yeah. And everything that applies to tarot applies to all those decks. Right. Because it still is using the potentially numerology, but always imagery to convey a message. Definitely. And yeah, like like I said, there are all these tarot decks. If it's not a tarot deck, it's most likely an oracle deck in some aspect or another. It's like using... Yeah, I there's so many. It's not even worth spending time on to go into all of them. But just know that there's tarot decks and then there are so many more. And just explore that world. See which ones call out to you. Maybe you need to get in touch with spirit animals. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, there's just a lot. So I explore. love it. I love it. We touched a little bit on crystals earlier. There are a lot of different ways to use divination with crystals too. You can pull, if you have more than one crystal, you can put them in a pouch you can't see into and pull one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to answer a question and then like every crystal has a vibration that links with a way to heal or a way to awaken yourself on a new level or to align something inside yes so whenever you if you were to do that as a divination technique even in pulling a crystal you would be able to see like maybe you need healing in this part of your body Based on the color, you could say, maybe I need healing for this particular chakra. Yes. Or that. if you know more details about what each crystal means, or if you have a crystal book, or if you're very intuitive with your crystal's vibrations, you could just, like, pull a couple to tell you a story. Or, or even, like, what crystal should I carry around with me today? Yes, that is absolutely divination, too. Absolutely. Because, yeah, it connects you with your intuition to let you use what you should have for healing yeah without even knowing what it does just take it with you and trust trust yeah. divinity mm -hmm. oh i love that idea that's so fun <laughs> there's so much what's what should we do next um i guess some other types of divination with things would be like tea leaf reading Ooh. Or palm reading. Mm -hmm. um, those would be... Yeah. Uh, have you ever had your tea leaves read? I have not. It's interesting. It's interesting. I have had my tea leaves read once, and... How did that go? <laughs> it was incredible. Wow. I don't even know what to say about it. It's all about the experience and the person who's... you. It's kind of hard to do for yourself unless you drink loose leaf tea, I guess. It's not that hard to do for yourself. Drink loose leaf tea. Because you want <laughs> some sediment remaining in your glass or in your cup at the end. You want some sort of sludgy remainder. And then you don't drink everything in the cup and you just sort of like have a couple of drops left and then you turn your cup over and let it drain just for a couple oh seconds. Oh my gosh. 
and then turn it around and read what's inside. I love that. It's incredible. And there's like certain portions of the inside of the cup that mean like it's about you or about someone else or like different placements on the cup relative to where the handle is means something or like different shapes are important. Yeah. I love that. It's in depth. (laughs) I haven't had my tea leaves read, but I, every time I have a cup of tea, the bubbles that are like at the top, before I take a sip, I like look at the bubbles and I'm like, what do I see? Like, what image am I getting from this? And I remember a couple weeks ago, it was honestly maybe like a month and a half ago, I got an image of a bumblebee and the top of my tea, and I actually sent you a picture of it. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) But it was so cute, and bee represents, like, community, and this was right before, or, like, shortly after. I think it was right before we started the moon rituals. Oh, Where we're creating this It was right around that time. Yeah. And that was just, like, a sign from divinity to me. Had I not looked at my tea and tried to guess what that shape even was, I wouldn't have gotten the message, but, like, it was letting me know that there is a community I was about to start to form soon. I love that. I love that. And that reminds me of two things. Um, if you ever read the little quote on your tea bag, like the, yes. little, the little guy on the end, oh, the little like guy. Yogi Tea has or so many others, that's, if you think it has truth for you, that's a type of divination. Speaking of that, if I may really quick, yes. since I, outside of podcasting, I am a server at a restaurant, I have had multiple incidences where a table is like talking about something and I'm like, not necessarily eavesdropping, but kind of eavesdropping, but I like walk in on their conversation. Server life, yeah. Server life. <laughs> and then they're like, oh yeah, we'll have this tea. And I go and get the tea and I, every single time before I bring someone their tea, I always read what the fortune is just because I want to know. Yeah. And it matches up with the conversation they were just having and they're not even the one who picked the tea bag. I picked oh. it for them. And then I will go to the table and I'll be like, hmm, you should read what that tea, what that tea bag, uh, maybe you should, uh, use some divination with your tea. Like literally this one time in specific, this girl was saying something to her boyfriend and he was like, babe, I don't think that's a word. And she was like, it's a word because I fucking say it's a word. Nice. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, dude, it's a word. And she was like, anyways, I'll have a blueberry hibiscus. So I go back to get the tea and the tea bag literally said something about like the power of words and you can create your own story with your words. And I was cracking up laughing when I walked back to the table. I looked at the boyfriend and I was like, hmm, you guys better read what this tea bag says. <laughs> oh man, I love that. <laughs> I feel like that experience, so like you can use things like we're saying to divine truths like decks or crystals but you can also use like kate is saying right now an experience this experience that you're having with the like tea bags and how it connects to the people around you i think is like a divinational truth of the universe telling you about what your purpose is wow oh my god like you keep reflecting people's truths to them it just depends wow. on them whether or not they read the tea bag that you chose oh my to give them. Like, it goes on so many levels, you guys. So many levels. Even just this little divination practice with tea bags is even, a, I feel like, an even bigger one for Kate in terms of experience and, like, bigger truth. I like, hadn't it, even realized that. 
This is why we're friends, yeah. guys. We help each we other bounce go each deeper. Other off so, we bounce off each other so much. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, can we talk about spirit animals? Yes, I was going to say that too. That was the second thing. Um, like how you saw a bee in your cup. Yes. Animals have medicine in their symbolism. 100%. That comes from their role in ecosystems and what they do for us as humans and without us, with no purpose involving us as animals in this world. Like, please say anything that you would like to say about spirit animals because <sighs> this I know is a really big thing for you. This is my thing and I, I feel and hope that we will do a whole episode on this, but we allow divinity to choose our episodes. Like we've said before, we draw um papers to decide our episode we and just I, divination. I just hope yeah no big deal <laughs> no big deal just another synchronicity i hope that we get to have an episode on just that but oh there's so many messages in the animals like something that's really cool to do is to either meditate and see what animal you receive and then see how that animal starts to like play out in your life Mm -hmm. or to get a spirit animal deck and like ask what is my spirit animal or like what animal energy do I need Mm -hmm. what message do I have right now to call out to your guides in your sleep and be like send me my spirit animal yes if you remember your dreams a lot that's been really effective for me oh I love that yes oh and then no don't be sorry (laughs) and then um like you'll just start noticing and seeing that animal pop up everywhere like on people's shirts on bumper stickers on a poster on the wall or you'll you'll hear people like talking about it in the next lane over at the grocery store it's insane Mm -hmm. and then also if you're ever like having a face-to-face not face-to-face but like really close encounter with a random animal it's probably worth looking up the spirituality of that animal because there's countless things that I will save for this spirit animal episode mm-hmm. that I have experienced where I like received this angelic confirmation through an animal during a situation. Like something will happen and then I'll look over and I'll see a woodpecker like right next to me pecking some wood on a tree and I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And I'll go look it up and I'm like, holy crap, no way, the opportunity is knocking on my door and the chance is in my hands to decide if I want to take it or not. And then I take the opportunity and it flourishes into this big, beautiful thing. Like, raccoons have messages, owls have messages, spiders and flies and ants even have messages. Absolutely. Cockroaches have messages. Cock-freaking-roaches. Are you a survivor is what the cockroach asks you. (laughs) I love that. How is your survival? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. We see them so much these days. Like, in Ohio, I feel like I see them everywhere. Cockroaches are a thing in Ohio, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Real Ohio, truth. are you guys survivors or <laughs> what's <laughs> up? <laughs> but, yeah, spirit animals, I love them. And please just try and take note of, like, the animals you're seeing around you every day and at the times that they're popping up like what are you doing what are you thinking about what kind of questions or guidance do you need answered in your life right now because more than likely that animal is showing up for a reason and like please don't ignore its message it has something to tell you (laughs) yeah and the more you pay attention the more you blossom yes amazing 
Yes, absolutely. But there was something that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I want to touch back on before I can't. Yes. And it's the idea that like we each have our own sign book. And what I mean by that, and I picked up this term from someone else, I forget what the podcast was, but it's basically the idea that you can look on the internet, you can look in the tarot book, you can look in a rune book to tell you what the meaning is, but on a certain level, what you're doing with any type of divination is connecting with your intuition, and your intuition already knows what the message is. So if you can like sit with yourself and figure out what these things mean to you, like when you see a spirit animal, when I see a fox, it means something different to me than it means to you because fox is an ancestral spirit animal for like, yes. and it has roots in my like mom's family's last name. And it's just like, think about not only what it's telling you, but what you are telling you about that. Like, what do wow. you also think when you pull that card? Like what it's like, how if someone reads your cards, maybe they'll say, oh, this is probably about like a relationship. Maybe on the inside you're feeling like, no, this is about work. And like, <laughs> listen to that inner voice too. Yeah. Don't discount it. If it's there, awesome. If it's not, it will grow. Mm-hmm. It super will grow. Let it grow. And the same thing goes with numerology. I don't think we talked about this much yet. There's so much we didn't get to, you guys. I know. We'll have to save it for divination episode number two. Yeah, we'll literally have to do a part two. That's totally fine. (laughs) That's so fun. But numerology um, is like when you see repetitive numbers, like there is meaning to every single number. Each number has its own like vibration and message. And when you see these numbers being repeated, like if you're seeing 222, 333, 444, those mean something like collectively they have an overall meaning but to each person specifically what it means in your life is different too so like yes you can go to the internet and look at okay 444 is the number of foundation because there's like four corners to a room four walls and a half like to build a house so yes it's a foundation number but what does it mean to you specifically when you see it Mm -hmm. yes 555 is the number of manifestation but how are you manifesting in your life right now? What are you trying to manifest? Is that manifestation coming to light or is it time for you to manifest something right now? Mm-hmm. They all mean something different to each specific person. So kind of just let yourself feel that energy out and keep track of it in any way if you can. Like I personally text myself every time I see a spirit animal or an angel's number so I can keep track of when and how and how often these things are showing up in my life to kind of gauge like all right this means this and this is like what I saw mostly this month and that energy is present now and da 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 da. so keep track of it any way that you can if you want to get more in contact with it yeah yeah it's just it's like a so divination can be a way of life basically 100 percent just like a way of constantly reading the symbols that are presented to you and I'm going to try and literally take a minute so that we don't have to do an episode two to just, like, scan through a couple of other guys that we do. So, okay. Perfect. All right. We didn't really touch on palm readings, but the lines in your hand you can use as a divination to figure out truths about you and your past and your future. Dowsing is a way of divination that you take sticks or a rod, and it ancestrally has been used to find water the tip of the rod would like direct you to water but it can also be used to find treasure or a place or a ley line 
automatic writing and channeling are ways of divination where you open yourself up as a vessel to let spirit literally write through you or speak through you. Ouija boards, like I said before, are kind of risky, but it is a way of divination that opens you up to different realms. Runes are, um, there are like 24 of them, and they're normally you get them carved into wood or rocks, and from reading the runes, you can see what Norse divination would tell you about the situation. Um, human design and astrology are systems of divination that can tell you about the truth of you across space and time based on how the stars were aligned when you were born. Um, and yeah, that's actually it. That's actually it. Mm, pendulum. Pendulums! That's like one, that's my after spirit animals, that's my next fave. Oh, you do love that one. Pendulum can help you make a decision. So you get a pendulum, carry it around with you for a couple days to pick up your energy. After you cleanse it, of course, carry it around with you and then hold it out when you're ready and keep saying and thinking the word yes, 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 yes. And then mm. see what activity the pendulum starts to do, what kind of shape it makes. And then say the word, no, 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 no. And then see how the pendulum moves. And then you have made this connection with your pendulum for yes or no. Then you can either write stuff on a piece of paper and have it read the word and give you the answer yes or no. You can be looking at something like, should I get this or not? Ask your pendulum, yes or no. You can, if you lose something in your house, you can hold your pendulum out and like move around your house and when it starts making the yes motion like follow that and it will help you find this lost item in your house you can use it for so many things and you can test people's chakra like energy oh, yeah. activity with it you can test the vibration of crystals with it you can talk about past lives ask oh about past gosh. lives you can why have i not done that yet <laughs> <laughs> figure out like coupling and oh my dating gosh. and like kid situations like there's a lot of potential like fortune type stuff like yeah yes but also I like before we end I want you guys to feel empowered to also make divination techniques in your life like maybe if you love Scrabble pull a letter every day to give you a clue about what's happening oh I love that or like if you love looking at the sky do some cloud spotting like maybe you can figure out a way of divining through the symbols of the clouds um, if you, like, without even doing spirit animals, just look at the birds you see and through color or what they make you feel, you can pull something that. through that. But, like, I want you all to feel super validated that anything you want or feel drawn to can be a divination practice if it feels meaningful to you and gives you a sense of substance. I love that so, so much. Thank like how we pull yes. these little slippy guys. Yes. And actually, we're about to record another episode immediately after this where we answer viewer Q&A and ask each other some questions. And then we're going to, in real life, live from the studio, <laughs> pull our next episode topic. So tune into that one. Real life divination happening now. Real life, <laughs> yes. So we send you guys off with love and light as always. And thanks for listening. Yes. And tune into our next Q&A episode. That one's going to be a fun one. Thank you so much, you guys. I hope you feel empowered to find divination every day. Absolutely. Love you. We love you. <laughs>